welcome back to the Impassioned Art Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today I'm sitting on my couch. Cat is curled up on my lap, and I'm going to be presenting an invitation to conservative Christians to make moves, not even crazy moves, just make moves to better love people in the LGBTQ plus community. It is not going to be an angry episode, it's not a judgmental one, but I do want to share ways that certain decisions hurt us and very simple options to explore our side of life better and to really help us feel more loved and seen. As many of you know already, I grew up in conservative Christianity. I considered myself conservative and Christian for a long time. And I eventually reached a point where I couldn't deny who I was. It was causing me so much anxiety and sadness. And I was tired. And I'm a lot more at peace and happier now that I have given into the way I am to my own needs, that I've listened to my body and my spirit, things are a lot better on this side. Now, I do have conservative Christians still in my life. I know human relationships to be very complex, and sometimes the move is to cut people out entirely. Sometimes it's to draw boundaries, and, well, boundaries are always important, but sometimes There's the need to draw harsh boundaries and say, if you can abide by this, I can be in your life. If you can't, I won't be in your life. There are just lots of reasons to keep people in your life. So I do still have some conservative Christians in my circle. And they're people that I don't want to leave my life. But they are also people that I've had hard conversations with. So recently, I had a conversation with one of them in which they ended up texting me and saying, hey, if you ever want to talk about your and my viewpoints on politics, I'd be happy to sit down and do that. And they mentioned how, you know, basically the way it was framed was if you want to sit down and share a fact-based argument on your side of politics and without any name-calling and I'd be happy to listen and also I would be happy to share my point of view. My response was, you know, I I appreciate that willingness. If you are actually interested in learning what I think, I might be willing to talk about this. But I really am at more risk of being hurt if I sit down and have this conversation as a lot of my viewpoints are based on my rights and safety as a queer woman. And this person in response was like, no pressure, no worries. And then my response was, you know, after thinking about it further, I really don't think it's a good idea for us to have this conversation. But if you are interested in learning about my side of things, I have resources that I can send you. And also it's pretty easy to find resources by just like researching online and their response was let's just let it lie for now which unfortunately 
shows the whole intention of the conversation in the first place. And that's a big thing when, you know, when you are LGBTQ, when you're more on the liberal side, you do have to approach conversations with conservative Christians and look for the cues on what these people are actually looking for in the conversation and you do have to exercise a lot of discernment and it sucks because they are pe- sometimes are people that you really love and that you love having in your life but you have to approach things with caution and for me saying let's just let it lie after saying i would be interested in having this conversation shows me that the whole point of you reaching out was for you to share your ideologies and not really to learn about mine So I responded and I said, you know, I hope you know how hurtful it is that you're not really even willing to research stuff to learn more about me. And and their response was pretty hurtful. And it was just a whole whole situation that turned into kind of gaslighting me, even though I really outlined, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this, but you could do this to make me feel more loved and understood. And they refused to do that. And that really hurts. Is this someone who's still in my life and who I love? Yes. Does that mean these things don't hurt? No. I'm proud of myself for saying, no, I'm not going to sit down and have that conversation because I think it would be harmful for me. But it sucks when I have to do the emotional work of two and I have to look at what are your intentions versus just There are conservative Christians who can sit down with you and genuinely want to learn and be challenged. I'm not saying as a liberal I have everything right. But I do have a lot more to lose than the person on the other side of the table. So I want to talk today about how conservative Christians can cling less to your way of seeing things and adopt more openness and more efforts that let people like me feel more seen. And isn't that the whole point of Christianity is is love and serving your neighbor and like sacrificing for your neighbor? Like that is what Christ was all about. And so just digging your heels in and saying this is the way it is and we'll agree to disagree like really isn't good enough for showing your love. And I want to clarify, I didn't mean the those people phrase to be derogatory or anything like that. It was just a way of saying conservative Christians or people, conservative Christians that specifically make it difficult to talk about things. And also, I want to clarify that while I do wish that conservative Christians would change their views on different things, this episode actually isn't about changing your views on things and is more about putting forth the effort to at least learn, challenge, and make queer people in your life feel more seen, whether or not you ever change your opinion. So this person that I was having the conversation with, one in their response said, you know that I love you regardless of what you think or believe or anything like that love doesn't change. And I do believe that. But again, that's not where it should end. Like if it's, if I'm offering up 
info to learn more about me, but I'm saying I don't feel comfortable sitting down having that conversation. Like, why would you deny looking that up? And I know that has to do with them, but it still hurts. So recently I had, or not I had, I started that sentence incorrectly. (laughs) Um, Recently I viewed a reel of this Southern dad whose son does drag. And in the reel, it talked about how this dad, you know, has had a hard time understanding why his son does this, but finally made the decision to say, hey, son, put me in drag. And it's this beautiful video of the son doing his dad's makeup and putting him fully in drag. And this dad, it's not what this dad is comfortable with. But he's doing that to learn more about his son. He's putting himself outside of his comfort zone to say, hey, I love you and I'm going to put in the effort to learn. And like at the end of the day, this dad does not have to agree, but he put in that effort to say, what is it like for you? I want to understand you better. And that to me is love. Because you don't have to understand. You don't have to understand us in the LGBTQ plus community. But what you can do is you can make efforts to learn. I'm never going to ask a straight person to understand what it's like to be queer. But I am going to ask a straight person to learn. What's so scary about learning? And I think a lot of it is rocking your worldview different fears about how you see things like there's a lot of fear that keeps people from learning about other communities because what if the world isn't what we were taught it is but it shows real security in oneself and real love when they say I don't get it this makes me kind of uncomfortable but I'm gonna learn because I love you so I want to say to the conservative Christian community Here are some options for you to make moves to help people like me feel more loved and seen. And honestly, and it's not that I think that I perfectly embody Christ whatsoever. I think there's lots of ways I could continually do better to walk in his footsteps. But here are more Christ-like ways to approach the queer community. One being... How about you seek out pro-queer theology? You're perfectly comfortable surrounding yourself with the theology that you've grown up with. Why not continually push yourself and expand and give it the chance, give the scriptures the chance to possibly be different than what you have grown up thinking? Why are the translations and the interpretations of the people that have translated the scriptures to be anti-gay or teach that? Why is that closer to God's opinion or God's intentions than the theology that is based in scripture and says that God actually isn't anti-gay? Why, why not touch those, those manuscripts? Why not touch those interpretations? Because a lot of them are legitimate. This isn't saying stop being a Christian. This isn't saying ignore scripture. It's saying, why don't you challenge yourself? And if there are people in your life that you love 
who are queer, why wouldn't you research the different theologies to say, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I can include them. That's step one. Nobody's asking you to abandon your faith, but there, there are a lot of queer Christian communities and there is a lot, there are a lot of resources out there to learn about different interpretations of theology. In fact, historically, the interpretations of scripture and the translations that say homosexuals are bad have been challenged. And it is historically proven that that was sloppy translation that has been challenged and that has been harmful in its misinterpretation. So I'm just asking baseline to look at that stuff. I think about A.W. Tozer and Knowledge of the Holy and how in that book, Tozer says, every time you think that you have God understood, that you understand what God is about, think again, because you can't fully understand God. And the whole thing about God is that they are outside of our human understanding. And so what is so scary about looking at different angles of scripture and thinking, maybe I've misinterpreted. Because also the whole thing about Christianity is that you are imperfect. So why is it that you think your understanding of scripture is perfect? And the people that have translated and made decisions about scripture, why are they perfect? Why is looking at all of this from a different angle, from different angles that challenge you, why is that so scary? Why does that threaten you so much? That's something for you to grapple with. But this is invitation one. Invitation two. Seek out queer stories. What's the harm in listening? You don't have to agree. But maybe practice saying, I'm not going to bring my narrative and opinions into this and I am just going to listen. A lot of conservative Christians avoid watching those stories and only seek out queer stories that somehow came back to God and denied themselves because that perpetuates the worldview that makes you feel comfy, that doesn't make you feel like a bigot. But really, there's an opportunity to look at all of these queer stories that are living happily as free queer people and are happier because of it. We're not more miserable Listen, listen to the other stories outside of your view. These people in your worldview were created by God. Listen, challenge yourself outside of any opinion you might form. Just practice looking up actual stories and reading books that don't just perpetuate your worldview, that say, hey, these people have lives And they have valid stories. Because a lot of Christians, again, they'll seek out people that have these stories of liberation from their queerness. And then that perpetuates the accepted worldview within conservative Christianity that it's just a sin to be gay. And there are a lot of other lived experiences that challenge that. So just listen Ask questions without the intention of arguing. 
like I said, I grew up conservative Christian. I still have a relationship with the Trinity, but I do not consider myself Christian anymore and I do not consider myself conservative. This isn't because I got swept away by the world. This isn't because I went to college. In fact, I remained conservative throughout college, but eventually enough things changed my mind. A lot of it had to do with who I am. And so I've seen both sides of things. It's not that I was brainwashed. In fact, in a lot of ways, I think I was brainwashed in conservatism. But I don't think any side of politics is perfect. And I truly am not interested in worshiping any political party. So I've practiced listening. Why can't you? Why does the default have to be that you approach these stories as I'm right, you're wrong? And the difference is, because I know that argument will be twisted and be like, well, you're doing that. First of all, that's a deflection. Take responsibility for yourself. Second of all, as a queer person, it's important for you to listen to these stories because it's who I am and it's about my safety and protection and freedom. Whereas your anti-queer theology doesn't come with the same stakes. So just listen. And if it's super hard for you to listen to stories that challenge you, take a deep dive into why that is. What's going on internally? What needs healing in you? What doesn't feel free in you that you can't listen to someone else's story without arguing it? And for me... For a long time, my fear of queer stories was because I'm queer. And it was scary to feel that chipped away at. So just practice listening to people's stories. Third invitation. Listen to how people are telling you they want to be loved. There is a way of thinking in Christianity that is taught that says, Christians ultimately know what's best for people. And so therefore, Christians are often not taught to respect people's boundaries. It's all about preaching. It's about saving your friends. It's about us knowing the true way. And so out of love, we are pushing people's boundaries. But love is listening to people's boundaries and respecting them. That's how That's how you build trust. That's how you build respect. So the invitation here is to start to listen to how people want to be loved for looking for cues. For example, in the conversation I had with this individual, I said, I don't feel comfortable having this conversation in person and putting me on the spot. But you could on your own when it has nothing to do with you sharing your side of things, you could look things up. And they said, no. So it's say, no, I'm not willing to love you in the way that you want to be loved. I'm not willing to learn unless I can share my side of things. Try practicing paying attention to how people are telling you that they want to be loved. Try asking. Try asking without needing anything in return. 
That's the third invitation. The reality is, if you love people who are queer, whether or not you agree with who we are, we do live in a world with a lot of targeted assaults on us, on our community. And that is perpetuated because of conservative Christian narratives that are out in the media. Whether or not you agree with our existence, there are invitations to learn and to love in a way that protects us, in a way that begins to challenge what you think, whether or not you ever agree. And I ask you to take that invitation. It does a lot of harm to say, I love you regardless of your beliefs and leave it at that. When you could extend a hand and say, I'm going to at least learn. I might never be comfortable with this, but I'm at least going to learn because I'm showing you that I care enough about you to challenge my thoughts in order to fit you in. And I don't think that the things I outlined in this episode are super difficult. I'm not great at research, don't get me wrong, but I have a lot of people in my life who I like to listen to and I like to hear their stories. And it's really not hard to go out of your way to find those stories. So it doesn't even have to be this extensive research about statistics and this and that about politics, you can just listen to people's stories. And especially if somebody's saying, hey, I've got resources for you, and you're the one that voiced that you were interested in having that conversation, like, why wouldn't you take that? That shows love. So I hope that you found some kind of a challenge or encouragement from this. This is an invitation to show love to people in the LGBTQ plus community, and I hope you take it.